Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we're going to review a film called Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. It is directed and written by Kenneth Lonergan, and it stars Casey Affleck, Michelle Williams, and Lucas Hedges. And it is the story yes. of a guy who works as a janitor in Boston, mm-hmm. very antisocial. He really doesn't know how to talk to anybody without getting nasty. And he has to leave Boston for a while and go up to Manchester by the sea mm-hmm. because his older brother is dying and he has a nephew that needs to be taken care of. Right. Casey Affleck plays Lee Chandler. At the beginning of the film, when mm-hmm. we see him going about his work and then going back to Manchester, we realize that he suffered an incredible tragedy when he lived there. But at this point, we don't know what it is. Well, and it's only when he goes back to Manchester that we see that this is the epicenter of his tragedy. That's right. His brother, played by Kyle Chandler, who plays Joe Chandler. Isn't that funny? Uh Joe Chandler dies, of course. And now Lee is stuck with his nephew, who is Patrick Chandler played by Lucas Hedges. And before we go any further, these two men, Casey Affleck and Lucas Hedges, are really very, very, very good in this film. Agreed. Casey Affleck as Lee is burdened with the storyline here of a man who has absolutely no resilience to tragedy. And he wears his grief on his sleeve. There's no question about that. Of course. Patrick, played by Lucas Hedges, is a much more adjusted person. And he is able to grieve, but then move forward with his life. So he is not quite so fragile or vulnerable as his uncle. And really, to me, that's what Manchester by the Sea was exploring, a psychological study of how two different types of people deal with tragedy. That's very, very true. Now, I didn't mention that the co-star in this film, she gets billed right under Casey Affleck, Mm -hmm. is the brilliant Michelle Williams, who plays his ex-wife. They divorced after this tragedy that we don't know about at this point, and now she is married to somebody else and pregnant. Right. I don't know why Michelle Williams got co-star billing, because truly... She is in this film for no longer than seven minutes. Well, she does have the one incredible scene. Yes, she does. She is playing a character named Randy, and Randy and Lee meet on the street. They have a confrontation, and we learn just how deep this tragedy has affected both people. But again, she moved on with her life, and Lee is stuck in a rut of grief. Well, you're absolutely right, and that becomes a major problem for me. I agree. The one thing that I cannot abide, either in a movie or in real life, is total self-pity. Look, things happen to all of us. We get very sad about it. We get very depressed about it. We cry. We mope. And then we move on. Otherwise, we will spend our entire lives as Lee Chandler is spending his life in this film. Well, quite often, Les, I think that people who go through a deep tragedy such as Lee's require the help of a loved one or a faith-based life. And Lee has none of that, or at least he rejects the love 
that his nephew has for him. He's very selfish in this movie. He's not a likable character. We understand once the tragedy is revealed just how devastating, how life-changing this was for him and how he not only carries the grief but the guilt. And this weighs heavily upon him, so much so that he is really down in the trenches and he never makes an effort to try to get out. Sure, he straps on his boots every morning and he gets up and he goes to work, kind of like a robot. Exactly. But he never comes to any deep meaning about his life or there's no revelation in this characterization. And for that, I think the movie is severely lacking in what I would call an uplifting moment. Well, you're absolutely right because I left this film feeling almost as depressed as Lee Chandler There was no moment in this film that I can feel good about. I agree. Lee reluctantly goes to dinner at the home of Patrick's girlfriend's mother. Right. Who kind of has a thing for him. Exactly. But they sit there, (laughs) and he never talks. He never relates to anybody. He stares into space. (laughs) He answers with one-word answers. And finally, she is so desperate not to have to sit there and try to entertain him. Exactly. She tries to get the kids to come back down to the table so she'd have somebody to talk to. That was a bad first date. Oh, yeah. First and last. I want to give a shout-out to the writer-director, Kenneth Lonergan. Every time you think you know how this script is going, he throws a curveball in there. And as a result, the movie is free from cliches. For example... Patrick's real mom is played by Gretchen Maul, who's a terrific actress. Yes. And we have a short scene with her. She's now married to a character who's a religious fanatic, played by Matthew Broderick. Which was a surprise. Yeah, that was a very interesting moment. It was kind of like one blind alley after another. Exactly. This movie is truly about grief. That's really what it is. Gloom and doom. And I didn't find it redemptive. And I didn't find it inspiring. It was unfortunate because there were many, many good things about Manchester by the Sea. But I'm not so sure that the movie really clicked. Well, it sure didn't click for me, despite the fact that I think the actors are quite good. Very good. They really are. Casey Affleck, by the way, plays a lot of these characters who are very, very quiet and you can't reach into the middle of him until sometime in the picture. In this one, there's no inside. Everything you see is right there. Even the ending is up in the air. And I know that life doesn't have easy tie-up endings. Nobody has a happy ending, really. No. And in this movie, it reflects that. That's for sure. It will be up to the audience to determine whether Lee will make a change in his life, whether the love that surrounds him from friends and, of course, from his nephew Patrick will be enough to get his life started again. We don't know the end of this man's story, and that's okay. Right. You know, if you're a sensitive person and you go to see Manchester by the Sea, you might learn something more about how to handle grief or how not to handle grief, as the case may be. I sort of thought of this as taking a pill if you're sick. You know that you might feel better afterwards, but it's really tough to swallow. You're right. So Affleck and the young Lucas Hedges, I think both of them are going to pick up a ton of awards this season. But I don't know. This movie just left me cold. So 
I'm sorry to say, I'm not going to give it a red light, but I'm certainly going to give it a flickering yellow one. Well, I'm not nearly as nice as you. Of course, we've known that for decades already. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> Thank you. It really did depress me a lot, and I don't want to sit in a dark theater for two and a half hours and be depressed, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to give it a red light. Okay. I know that a lot of critics are raving about it, calling it a masterpiece. Yes, they are. Not in my house. <laughs> so, a yellow light and a red light for Manchester by the Sea. Well, we're going to come back very, very shortly and review another movie for you. I hope it will be not quite as depressing as this one. Until then, I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you won't be depressed, but be very, very cheery and happy the next time you go to the movies. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, Next Best Picture. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.